Well, welcome to the Valley Hoops Insider Podcast. Our guest today is NCAA tournament-bound basketball coach Porter Moser from Loyola, Chicago. Porter, uh, congratulations on a regular season championship and a postseason tournament championship. It's got to feel good going into Selection Sunday, knowing you're at least going to be on the bracket. Absolutely. Like, um, you know, in 2018, we weren't, we weren't totally sure going into Arch Madness. And we won it, and then that feeling of um, knowing for sure this whole week was, was such a great feeling. And the other thing was winning the tournament is you're going into the tournament on an upswing of confidence, you know. And that's what we were excited about this year. And our guys were really intentional with what their thought process was. You know, we, we clinched the, tie, uh, the, the conference race that last day, and everyone kind of was all the – Experts were saying we're still in, but our guys were all about winning the tournament and, and, and maintaining that confident momentum. And then, uh, and I can really feel it in these workouts right now that the guys are confident, they're loose, um, and uh, that's a good feeling. Yeah, I do want to ask you about what you guys have been doing since last Sunday. But first, uh, when do you guys head to Indianapolis or whatever part of Indiana you guys are going to? Uh, how does that all play out for you this weekend? Well, it was, uh, it's, we're, the NCAA has is coming in Sunday. So uh, we're going to come in Sunday, and then we, you got to go through, you should see the protocol book. Um, you know, it, the, the, the Arch Madness protocols looks like a church bulletin compared to the thickness of this, uh, <laughs> this, 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 uh, this protocol that the NCAA tournament has. But it's all good. We're just blessed we're having it, you know. They're, they're the fact that we're going to... Um, be able to have a, an NCAA tournament this year. Um, so, but we're coming in Sunday. I look forward to watching you guys play. How have you spent the week? You mentioned the guys have been confident in the workouts and so forth. Uh, you know, so you win the tournament on Sunday. Take us through your week since then. So gave them Monday off. Tuesday, we started lifting. Um, I gave the, the eight guys that played all the minutes off again. After that, we watched our Get Better tapes from the tournament. We watched all the plays from the, th- from the three games of things we could have done better, things we did well. And then we worked out, you know, the guys that didn't get as much minutes on Tuesday. And then yesterday we had a practice. We just worked on a lot of different things that, uh, just to get better for us. And uh, we'll practice again today, and I'll take another day off. So I'm going to keep them fresh. Um, really make You don't know who you're going to play. So, uh, you know, we're, we're going over some things like we might play – you know, if it's a zone team, we have a zone segment of practice, a pressing team in practice. So, so we're just getting a little bit uh, of everything in practice about us getting better. You guys have had so much success the last, you know, four or five years. Uh, 20 games every year, three conference championships, two Arch Madness championships, of course, the historic 2018 Final Four run. You have to feel good about the place that the program is in. I mean, you can't sit back and go, wow, we've made it. I mean, because you're in the middle of something else and you want to continue to, you always say it this way, you want to continue to chase. But you do have to feel good about where the Rambler program is at. You know, I do. Uh, not satisfied, but I feel, I feel great that we've been able to sustain it because it's so hard to sustain success. And the, the, for us to feel like we're competing for championships, you know, every year, even the year we didn't win it, we finished, we lost by one game to Northern Iowa. So, um, you know, I think sustained success is, is what you want in a program to do, to be there playing for a championship year after year and not satisfied. I mean, 
But um, I love in that and doing it where you're being chased. You know, I think one of the things about sustaining success is that you're going to start getting chased. And we were, we've been chased the last four years and you got to create your own chase within your program. And I just, you know, I, I love the older guys that they've poured into the younger guys. I think they, they feel like they're chasing all the time. And that's a good feeling. That's a good, good, good mindset. I should say is that there's no uh, entitlement. There's no relaxation that these guys are chasing and they, they, they really want more. Your team, uh, one player averaging double digits. We've talked about, you know, you talked about having seven starters, all those kinds of things. Three different Larry Bird trophy winners in four years. Uh, three different players. I mean, sometimes you have like one star player that was the guy the whole time, but you've had three different players in four different years win the conference's most outstanding player. And then King Crutt uh, this week was named to the Sports Illustrated third team All American team. Uh, you guys have created a culture where it's team first. That and a, a develop a skill development about getting better. And I've had great assistants here and I, I've lost a lot of assistants over the years getting posts and we seem to bring the right guys back in and we've created an atmosphere of skill development of in the off season of just being completely immersed in, in doing what you need to do to get better individually. And then we come together when we come together as a team. And uh, I think that's really cool. We sell that the recruiting about the energy that we have with that aspect of our program, the development piece. And, um, and obviously the recruiting piece. I mean, it's, it's you got to re, you know recruit those kind of guys that are that are talented enough to get there, um, to get to that level uh, of being a player of the year, and also have those intangibles to work and get better. You talked about keeping the guys fresh, Porter. Uh, everybody healthy? I mean, no, nobody's tweaked an ankle. Nobody's done anything dumb the last couple of days. Everybody's healthy. <laughs> Just you know, nothing major. Okay. Nothing major. Nothing that's going to hold us out. You know, a little a tweak there, a tweak there, but like. We had one yesterday, but nothing that's going to be more than a day. So we're, we're all good. I just get nervous every time somebody does anything these days. Listen, at Arch Madness, uh, Northern Iowa, we had that whole situation there. Now we hear today that Duke is out of the ACC tournament because of a COVID thing. Um, and you mentioned the manual for, for uh, March Madness for the NCAA tournament. Uh, take us through just a thought or two about all the, about the precautions they're taking you guys through. You know, uh, here's one. Like, so like we were in the NCAA tournament last time, um, we were, our first round was in Dallas. We had, uh, um, we were sent to, uh, they sent a big plane for us. Now we're close to Indy. So they're driving. We got to spread out between three buses, <laughs> like, <laughs> like 34 people got so we get there, you test, then you got to go to immediately 12 hour quarantine. You got to test right when you get there, then you got a 12 hour quarantine. So like, um, you're not going to leave your hotel except for games and practices. So the team that goes the, the wins at all are literally going to be in a hotel bubble for a month. Wow. Like there, you, there's no going out. There's no leaving your hotel. There's no, you're in a, you were in a bubble and, uh, it's crazy. Like we're talking all different ideas about setting up a, a rec room. Um, you know, ping pong table, maybe a spike ball, just to have just, you know, PlayStation area, because depending on how long you're there, you know, you know, <laughs> there's a lot of time in the day. You just don't want to sit in their hotel rooms all the time. And uh, so there's, there's a lot of pieces to this mentally to, to keep these guys saying it's just, it's, it's going to be interesting to see other people, coaches talking about the different ideas they've had with their teams, what they're going to do. 
because um, it's just different. But different, I'm glad, I'm just blessed that they're doing it. You know, it's, it's, it's better than any other alternative. So anybody that complains, it's better than the alternative of just having it shut down. So we've had a great year of getting all these games in, and we're going to make the most of a great NCAA tournament. I think of the Big Ten, I think they're playing their tournament in Indianapolis this week. And so uh, any number of teams from the Big Ten, maybe eight or nine or ten of them, are going to be in Indy to play their tournament and then just stay there for the NCAA tournament. Those guys are going to be there five or six weeks, some of those teams. You know, I mean, if they go deep. I mean, I mean that's a heck of a road trip, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I mean, you talk about packing for a road trip now. Yeah. You know, it, it, back in the old recruiting days, some of the – any old coaches that's – Let's listen to this. When I was when I was in co- uh, recruiting back when I was an assistant, you know, you'd leave like July second, and you'd come home August first, and you'd be on the road, and you'd have to do laundry on the road, and those are long, long road trips. These are road trips that are going to be in a bubble. So just uh, it is what it is. You just got to make the most of it. And will there be academic people with you as well, Porter? I know the guys. A lot of people, a lot across the country, taking classes by Zoom anyway. But but will there be academic people along with you guys uh, helping the young student athletes? Well, the tutoring and all the academic has been Zoom anyways. We haven't had in person tutoring, so okay. it's 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 going to be what's going on. We all everyone's got their laptops. Everyone's going to be in class. Um, they're going to be doing tutoring through the, the, the Zoom. They're going to be doing, but uh, we won't have an academic person in our tier one, but there'll be a communication every single day with, 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 with through the Zoom and, and everything. Okay, I want to finish on a high note, but I'm going to start on a down note. I'm going to take us down a path a little bit. Uh, this week, of course, our your friend Greg Lansing was let go at Indiana State. Um, and, and, and the the coaching fraternity, do you guys kind of circle the wagons, try to reach out to people like that that are going through tough times? I know you walk through that journey yourself, and so guys like you and others, can, can you guys, I don't know, soften the blow or, or, or help a guy like Greg Lansing out during a time like this? A couple things with, with, with that is, yeah, I have been through it, and there's, there's, there's no words to explain going through it. You know, when somebody gets let go and your name's across the ticker, on ESPN and there's, there's no feeling that. So, you know, I always reach out to, to coaches that I go through to let them know that, man, it's a reflection of the business. Now, Greg, who's one of my closest friends, you know, we've been talking through this whole time and he is such a positive person. I mean, he, he's just such an unbelievable mentality through this, but this is what I have to say more than anybody that I've a friend or any other colleague that I've seen get let go you know, and if, when you're in a position of leadership, whether it's coaching or any business, you are, and you're in a position of influence, did you leave a wake of positive impact behind you? Like, as, as we ask yourself that as a leader or a person, of, did you leave a wake of influence? Watching the outpouring of people and former players for Greg Lansing, Greg Lansing's wake of positive impact is enormous. I couldn't, I've never seen an outpouring of more support, you know, that of what he meant to those people in whether it was a fan, a radio person, a former player, Greg Lansing left a positive impact and he's going to do it again. He's young. He's going to do it again. He has a great track record. Um, and I, I just admire him as a friend for, for how he just handles things. He's just first class. 
I've been blown away by the way he's handled it. And I and I tweeted that out just a couple of days ago too. I thought I've not I said the same thing on Twitter. I've never seen that kind of response. I mean, it's just still going every day. I see five, 10, 15 more tweets, people saying, man, coach, thanks. And you were the greatest. And I mean, it's just incredible. Um, and, and so I have just such great respect for him or already did, you know, but, but watching it, as you mentioned, you just, you just see what you already thought being played out right in front of you on social media. It's pretty staggering. Um, for, yep. t- for teams that aren't in postseason play right now, it has become transfer season, and I think, oh, four or 500 players have already put their names in the, the portal, and uh, obviously several from Indiana State because of Greg's letting go. Uh, this causes me great concern as I look at college basketball. The, the wild free agency that is about to take place is something you're going to have to navigate down the road. It's not something you have to, you know, you can totally think about today, but I perceive that with negative thought patterns. How about yourself? You know, um, it, 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 it is now part of our landscape. So you're going to have to, you know, adjust to it. Here's my worries. My worries is that the younger generation, if, if, if they go through a little adversity in your program, if you're having to fight for playing time, which is a good thing that you're fighting for, if you have to do that, that the easiest thing to do is I'm just going to transfer. I'm just going to transfer. And that just sets a bad pattern in your life mm-hmm. because you're going to go through hard things in your life all the time that you're going to have to fight through and fight through and fight through. And a lot of times I can say that personally, the harder you have to fight for something, the greater the prize is at the end. And so I, I worry about that a little bit, just the easiness of just saying, you know what, I'm having a little struggle here, I'm, I'm out. Um, now, from the flip side, at Loyola, we've had a tremendous amount of success on transfers. But we've been very intentional, vetting it, the right kind of kid, the right kind of person. I mean, and, you know, just look at the, some of the transfers. Milton Doyle, first team, Clayton Custer, player of the year, Marcus Towns, player of the year, Tate Hall was an all-league, uh, here Uguak was all-league, Braden Norris. Those are all guys we sat and developed. So I worry about the year of not getting developed, playing right. right away. But the other thing, the other piece that I don't know if anybody's talking about is <clears throat> there's no official visits right now. Like you're, you're, you're taking somebody that you're going to invest your life with that you're not even going to meet. You're not going to be able to see live. You know, I love the official visit. I like sitting down, breaking bread with the student, really digging in, getting to have them get to know me, what I'm about, me getting to know them, what they're about. And for 48 hours, having my players hang with them. I'll talk to my players. Hey, what, what was your vibe? You know, does he fit what we're doing? And, and all that's gone. There is no official. So you're taking guys, you know, and what if you're a program that needs to sign five or six guys, right? You might be taking half your team without even meeting them. That's just a scary dynamic of what's going on right now. When these two, these two things collide, you got the pandemic of, of a dead period combining with the transfer rules. Those two things colliding is a little red flag for me as well. Yeah, I think it's crazy. You know, I had a, my youngest son transferred. He went to a four-year school, went to junior college, then went to a different four-year school because of various reasons. And, and it turned out fine, but his college experience at the second place was great. And yet, and he got a good degree and all of that, got good grades, all of that. And yet, he didn't get to be, he didn't have the opportunity to be invested in that program for those several years. And so the full benefit of being at a four-year school for those four years was a little bit lost on him. He came out of school not having some of the resources and the connections and so forth. And so I think about the educational component as well for some of these guys that um, 
you know, they're not going to go play in the NBA or they're not going to go play in Sweden or China or Japan or, you know, wherever. And, and they're actually missing out on part of the educational piece that I think we basketball fans sometimes forget about. No, great point here. Great point. No, the education, the whole other, the social, educational, all those things are, are factors. And I'm not saying that, you know, sometimes and it's worked for us too. Sometimes the transfer is a good thing for you, a young person. Right, right. Maybe they need a change. Maybe that system wasn't what they thought it was. So there's times where the transfer really is the right thing to do. It's just, it's just with making it so easy and you just see the amount of happening and that they know that it's just, it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out because there are times when a transfer is a, is the right thing for that person. Hey, I just need a new start or this isn't what I, you know, so you just got to sort through those things in life. Yeah. I mean, my son loved, he went to the university, he went to Auburn in his last two years, loved it, made great friends, but there was just something about his educational piece that he didn't really get the, the full advantage of. And so I, I get that. I mean, it turned out good for him. Just not 100% good, if I can say it that way. Uh, as we head to the NCAA tournament, uh, we hope Drake gets in as well. I do promise you I'll be wearing my scarf every time you guys play. Uh, how, there you go. There you go. <laughs> how do you go about, obviously you can do zero scouting today. Take me into, you get there Sunday, they're going to announce everything Sunday night. How available is, I don't know, a video you know, of whoever your first opponent is. So it, we did this last time. Um, you know, you don't know who, but you, you know, you can kind of look on the projected seeds where you are and, and maybe pick out. We, we kind of had like 10 teams that we could possibly play. And it's kind of throwing a dart up on the board. Maybe when lands because we are going to be on the road and, you know, so we've downloaded like three or four games and have a library already of like 10 different teams like possible so that we can just jump in right now. And then obviously you're going to download more, but like just to get started with all our, cause we're going to be, think about it. We're going to be quarantined when we test on Sunday. So we're going to watch the selection show together. Then we got to go to the hotel, take the test and then quarantine. So we're going to have to, all the coaches are going to be separate working on the scout, but we got technology, but so you, you just try your best. You, you can't predict who you're going to play, but we got like a pool of like 10 teams. We think we might fall into that we've already kind of started downloading some games and, and to see. So if you're like on Jerry Palm's thing, he calls you a 10, you look at all the, all the other 10s, 9s, and 8s or something like that, or as many of those as you can ahead of time. And that, that's kind of what you're telling me? Yeah, we just get an idea. And obviously you're not going to get too extensive, but just to get started because it's just different circumstances. Like, like if we were here in a normal time, we, we had a selection show in our arena, you go right up to your office, boom, you're, you're set. We're not going to have all those resources and the, as quick as everything goes up there because you're going to be on the road and you're going to be in a, in a quarantine in a hotel. So just to get started, you know, because that, that's what we're doing. And um, we'll see. It's just um, you can't overdo it. But I think we're prepared that if it's this team, we already have three or four games each on our laptop. They're ready to get going preparing. Before I let you go, uh, tell me uh, just how – uh, good, satisfying, um, what's the word I want to use? When, when I think about Crutwig and Williamson and, and their time with you there and how they've been roommates uh, all these years and, and their relationship and those kinds of things, to me that's what makes all of this maybe uniquely special. So I, I said this a lot in 2018 um, just because you've just been asked so many questions. And 
one of them was like when I was when I was younger, you know, and younger coaches, and your, your thought is so much about your trajectory. You're thinking so much about God. If I win, I win. I get here, I get this, and you're you're, you're about the trajectory. And the older you get, you you it's more about the journey. It's more about the people, the journey. And I felt that way so strongly before. And and it just when you ask me about those two guys, I just think about the journey. How special. Yes, we've won, and that's been awesome. But like the journey of, of of coaching those two and their families and all of our all the players, and it's that's what's made it so special of what we've done at Loyola is is the wake of people we've enjoyed this journey with. And those two are as unbelievable young men to coach off the floor as their performances on the floor. And um, just you know that's what it's about is is the journey coaching those kind of young men. I think about the way Lucas stood up this past summer. Uh, talking about the whole social unrest stuff really took a, a lead there and uh, so admire the way those young men have spent four years there with you and the way they've gone about it. Unbelievable. I mean, Lucas Williamson, Cameron, those guys, I talk about being a person of influence and having a wake of influence of the people you impact. Those guys are going to have huge wakes in their life. They've left a huge wake here at Loyola, but they got a lot more ground to cover with the wake they're going to leave and impact people. Porter, we wish you the best. I really appreciate your time today. We uh, just are rooting hard for the Ramblers to go deep, deep, deep. Uh, the good thing about this tournament is as you keep winning, you just get to stay in the same place. You don't have to go anywhere else. <laughs> Maybe that's yeah, good. Right. I, I would love that to happen. I would love that to happen, Harry. Appreciate your time. That's Porter Moser. Listen, you've been listening to the Valley Hoops Insider podcast, part of valleyhoopsinsider.com. Remember, since you've been there, make it a better place. We'll see you again real soon.